But we want to welcome you to Milestone Church. We're so glad that you're joining us here for our Let's Talk Family series. I want to welcome those of you at our Keller campus, maybe in a video venue there, also at our McKinney campus, our Hazlitt campus, those of you joining us online, and maybe those of you watching online at a later time, however you're joining us, we're so glad that you're here. A little bit of a different format this weekend as we're here on video at all of our services with Pastor Jeff and Brandy. Thank you guys so much for joining us this way. And I know it's a little bit of a special weekend for your family. You guys have a reason that we're doing it this way by video. Yes, we're so excited. You know, when Jeff and I first got married, he mm -hmm. was finishing up his senior year at Baylor mm -hmm. University, got mm -hmm. his degree in religion and mm -hmm. was pastoring his first church. And mm -hmm. then when we moved here to plant the church, um, gosh, 20 years ago, he went on and got his master's degree from mm -hmm. Southwestern Seminary, um, a master's in missiology. Mm -hmm. And now after three years, we get to celebrate the fact that he just finished his doctorate oh, degree um, yeah. in ministry. So we're actually going to his graduation this weekend. So cool. And so we're excited to celebrate. Congratulations, doctor. So I've been making my kids call me doctor for like the yeah. last few weeks, yeah. but uh, it's great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they won't participate. Yeah. But it's, it's, yeah. we, we we're really excited to celebrate that mm -hmm. as a family. I'm humbled and honored, thankful for our church. Mm -hmm. Quite honestly, I, I did it to invest in our church mm -hmm. and hopefully it's going to uh, again, be things that I can share as I've learned for our church, but really also for Milestone College because we are a church that has a heart for the next mm -hmm. generation. And so uh, really believing that God's going to use that to help the next generation of Christian ministers to walk out their mm -hmm. calling. And so I couldn't do it without my wife's awesome. support. And I'm thankful for our church as well. It's awesome. It's awesome. Well, we do this, uh, These we've been for years having these conversations and really the heart behind it is not to just give more information and necessarily technique, but you guys are pastors. You love people. You care about helping people. We've been friends for a long time, more than 25 years, yeah. right? I know this is not just something that you talk about on a weekend. It's, it's how you live your life. It's how you, you look at these principles in God's word and you think, what does it look like? How does it change our families when we live this? And we all have to live this. It's yeah. hard, right? You're talking about your family. Yeah. It makes you feel vulnerable. Mm -hmm. These are real lives and people who are trying to grow and sort it out. We actually, last weekend, I got to see this firsthand, you guys in between yeah. services, sorting some of this out. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. You know, as a pastor's wife or pastor's kids, you, we've learned to take one for the team. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but sometimes it's, you know, it's like it's a little... Just a little over the line. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, anyway, we had to have a moment. Okay. Because mm -hmm. when he mentioned that my kids called me a Karen. Yes. That, yeah. I needed to explain to him <laughs> the implications of what that meant. Right. And that I didn't really appreciate it very mm. much. Yeah. And so we had a moment. Well, number one, the kids called you that. I didn't call you that. <laughs> you just I, repeated I don't, we, it to I several thousand repeated people. It. I, I apologize. Mm -hmm. um, so I actually had to, to last weekend we were talking. Right. If you missed the message, I encourage go you to back go back. Yeah. But <laughs> it's really amazing when you're sharing a message yeah. and then you have to live actually what you just preached. Right. So mm -hmm. I found myself in the green room, yeah. my team's there, yeah. my wife's like, hey, that kind of hurt my feelings mm -hmm. or whatever. And I was like, okay, so what I hear you say yes. is mm -hmm. this is how it made you feel. So I started making real-time adaptations yes. to kind of how I told the stories yes. and the joke. And notice by 11, I just left her out of yes. it altogether. It's real life. And, mm -hmm. and, and I want to say, like, I think that a lot of times for pastors, we, we don't talk about the home and the mm -hmm. family because um, we, we all don't want to set ourselves up as the standard. Right. We're trying to talk about 
the fact that we're real people, that we're on a journey. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put your kids up as a mm-hmm. standard. It's a lot of pressure. Right. And I want to I want to say, why do we talk about these topics? Right. And it's simply because the Word of God mm-hmm. talks about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of the big pictures right. of the Bible that right. we are we are called the body of Christ. We are put in mm-hmm. the family of God, right. God our Father, Father Abraham, mm-hmm. God, Father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, mm-hmm. and we we see this familial language mm-hmm. that you know brothers and sisters in Christ, right. and then we see the picture that I gave last weekend, mm-hmm. and I want to I want to be really clear. When we start talking about this, at the end of the day, um, I was a senior pastor before mm-hmm. Brandy and I got married, but then we've been married throughout this ministry journey, and we've been at different phases, right. yeah. but we never speak on the basis really of even ourselves. We try right. to be relatable, but we're always speaking from the authority Correct. of God's yeah. word, and I gave last weekend mm-hmm. The real foundation, Jesus mm-hmm. saying that God is the one that joins. Yeah. A man leaves his father mm-hmm. and mother and is joined to his wife. Right. And so Jesus talks about how two people become one mm-hmm. because God is the one that authors that union. Yeah. And he's the one that set the parameters right. of that union. And he's the one that can supernaturally make two individuals one, he says. Mm-hmm. And he says, let what God's joined together, let no one separate. Right. And I'll just be honest, um, I, I privately will go to great lengths mm-hmm. yeah. if, if I think that in any way I could encourage or yeah. point somebody right. that would save a family, yeah. Yeah. that would save a future family, that would save a marriage. Um, I've, I've gotten myself overextended before. Mm-hmm. I've overpromised on what I can't yeah. deliver because I'm so passionate right. uh, about that. Mm-hmm. And so Brandy and I, we, we just want to just encourage you. That's yeah. really what we're trying to do yeah. is, is give you God's word, right. give you some of the things we've learned. And if anything related to this time where we're together, we're to encourage a, a single person to make godly choices because mm-hmm. they're preparing their marriage now, mm-hmm. a, a young marriage to get some mm-hmm. tools to get started on a good foundation um, could impact the way they really parent Mm -hmm. and disciple their children, Mm -hmm. um, encourage somebody later in life to stay in the game Mm -hmm. in this family deal. Um, it's, it's all worth it, but I will say you do feel vulnerable, you you know, Mm -hmm. you really do. Yeah. So, but we're honored to help any person we possibly can. Well, that passage in Matthew, you referenced that Jesus says where, you know, when, when a man leaves his home and be joined together and let no man separate, you know, there's so many forces. We have to have a series like this Mm -hmm. because in culture, so many things are pulling us apart. Let yeah. no one separate. Well, yeah. the opinions of culture will try to separate. Sometimes uh-huh. advice you get from a friend will try to separate. Yeah. And so we try to go back, like you said, Genesis, Matthew, Ephesians, all throughout scriptures, mm-hmm. there's this picture of God's heart towards the family. He talks about it all the time. Yep. And you were saying this week, we we're talking about this idea how we always have to start with the word. And yep. the word in Proverbs gives us this picture of how wisdom, you said last week, yes. if, if you missed the message, last week in the message, you talked about how wisdom is this applied truth where we can actually live it out. So yes. how does our understanding of wisdom shape our ability to have healthy relationships? So again, a lot of times people don't know what is God's truth mm-hmm. about yeah. the family. I mean, this Bible talks about marriage. Mm-hmm. It, it talks about God's standard for marriage. It talks about um, how we're to treat one another as brothers and mm-hmm. sisters in Christ. It talks about sexuality. Mm-hmm. It talks about morality. It talks about 
preferring your wife. Mm -hmm. Husbands live with your wife in an understanding right. way, which yes. I had to do yeah. some of in last real week. Time, yeah. um, it, it, it talks about these relationships. Right. And, and, and God, you either believe God is the smartest that there is mm -hmm. on the subject, the author of it, mm -hmm. or you believe maybe varied opinions. Mm -hmm. I, I like to recommend go with God because mm -hmm. he's the time-tested truth. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of times two people miss truth is always, um, always can be counted on sure. and, and it's going, going to bear out. But wisdom, mm -hmm. I was, I spent a little bit of time with this last week. And mm -hmm. when I interact with people as a pastor, wisdom is actually applying mm -hmm. the truth. It's where you start taking that truth, applying it in your life. Mm -hmm. And, and when you start doing some of those things, then it, yeah. it changes what you're mm -hmm. building with your family. I love the book of Proverbs right here. It says, get wisdom. Mm -hmm. I, I find so many people, quite honestly, what I'm really amazed at is the number of people that just, that there's a lot of emotion in these relationships, right? right? Yes. So we have the world's version of love. Well, I'm mm -hmm. in love with her. So right. we, we just move in together. Mm -hmm. We just start having children. Mm -hmm. We get no wisdom on parenting from the Bible. We don't have anyone to look to. There's becoming, in a lot of ways, less sources. Mm -hmm. I, I do this a lot too, because I think a lot of times, where else is anybody mm -hmm. getting the word yeah. of God's right. perspective right. on it? Right. But um, we, we a lot of times just kind of start building with mm -hmm. no plans, with right. no wisdom. You know, if you don't have understanding on building principles and you just start throwing boards up on a house, that thing's going to fall <laughs> oh, down. Yeah. It's going to fall down because right. there's some practical principles of mm -hmm. levels and foundations mm -hmm. and, and how materials go together. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says here, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we know what's right and we yeah. turn away from That's them. We sow the wrong seeds and pray for a crop failure. Mm -hmm. But God's like, no, you're sowing to that now. Let me say, every single person, every young adult, every you're sowing now. And that's the challenge with family is it in relationships. It's a long-term run. It's, it's when, when Lanny Kate recently was planting seeds, you know, and, and it's like she's waiting for that seed to right. come up. But there's a germination process, a process and there's a time. Well, unfortunately, a lot of times when we don't get wisdom, we're sowing the wrong seeds and we don't realize those seeds are germinating and it's going to produce a crop. It says, do not forsake wisdom. She will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get it. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> the See, wisest yeah. thing you can do is get wisdom. Yeah. Though it'll cost you all you have, get understanding. Cherish her. She will exalt you. Embrace her. She will honor you. She will give you a garland to grace your head and present you with a glorious crown. Mm -hmm. I would say the most important thing we tell you, and we're going to get into some practicals, yeah. is do it God's way. Right. Yeah. Do it God's so way. Good. Find out His way yes. if you don't know it. Yeah. But do it His way because His way works. Yeah. Let's simplify it. Let's count down the top three things that I know the men are wanting their ladies in their life to hear them, to say, I need you to take care of this for me. And then we'll have Pastor Jeff do, do the same yeah. the other way, help the men hear what the ladies are not wanting to hear. So can you help us yes. by speaking to the ladies and here are the top three things we know that your man needs you to hear. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because we've been married for almost 27 years 
And so you learn a lot of these just over time. Like, okay, mm -hmm. what do you, th you think you know what the top things are, right. but then they really start, you know, you communicate and then they start telling you, actually, this is what's really mm -hmm. important. And if you're listening, it's like, okay, I want to get the important mm -hmm. things. Not what right. I think is their love language or what I think, but what they're telling me, right? right. Mm -hmm. And I think one of them um, is they want you to have fun with them. Mm. You know, he loves to fish, and so mm -hmm. we started fishing together. The things that he likes to do, and I wasn't great at it at first, but I was like, I'm going to get better. I'm mm -hmm. going to learn everything there is to know about lures mm -hmm. and all the techniques <laughs> and all the things. And so we actually, we've been fishing together, and it's taken me a while. I've, mm -hmm. he, he fishes some tournaments. I've been on his practice team. <laughs> um, but we got to fish a tournament to together the other day, and we actually... Low morning derby. Okay, well, yeah. 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 Okay, okay. Don't but minimize. We, it's hey, a big deal. It was, hey, we won first place. There so, you go. Hey, right? I mean, God bless us because you were wearing reaching people building lives. Exactly. Exactly. Bless you, but yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and because I was just going in humble, just glad to be there, mm -hmm. not expecting anything. <laughs> <laughs> and so God, God helped us. He uh, He exalts the lowly. The lowly and mm -hmm. the humble. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think the second thing that they want is they want you to, to want to be intimate with them. Mm -hmm. um, we don't like to talk about that yeah. because that's kind of a touchy subject and people have different. But at the end of the day, your husband mm -hmm. wants you to think he's just you know, the hottest thing around mm -hmm. and he, he just wants you to think he's it. And mm -hmm. he wants you to follow up with that by actually wanting to be intimate with him. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's important. It's true. You may think, well, I can, but, but it's important to men. Yeah. And so we need to really prioritize that. I had a know? feeling that it was going to be on the list. I know the men wanted yeah. it to be on the list. Yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling it's too. It's good that it made it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then also they just want you to give them respect. Yeah, I think one. one of the number one desires of a man is to be respected. Yes. And you say, Brandy, I don't even know if my husband deserves respect all mm -hmm. the time. But I've always encouraged people, like you respect your husband and make him think that he's the greatest thing since sliced mm -hmm. bread and that you're, you think he is it. And I guarantee you that he'll want to rise up just a tad mm -hmm. to be everything that you say he is. Mm -hmm. So it's not about, and we don't ever do what's right because somebody deserves it. Anyway, right. we do what's right because it's the right thing to it's do. Good. And so you just go ahead and respect your husband. Call out what God says about him and who he is and tell mm -hmm. him that he's amazing. And I guarantee you that he will start thinking, wow, my wife thinks mm -hmm. I'm great and he'll want to be great. It's great. Mm -hmm. And so just respect him. Show him that you appreciate him. Show him that you know that he's working hard. You work hard too. It's not a competition. Yeah. But show him that mm -hmm. you see what he's doing and that you respect what he's doing for your family. And, um, and just encourage him. I think you used to say the grass isn't always greener on the other side. It's mm -hmm. green greener. where you water it. Where you good. water and, it, yeah. And, and just the power of that respect. A man tends to rise up to the affirmation and mm -hmm. respect that he receives from his wife. Absolutely. Yeah. So true. Absolutely. I know if the if the ladies in our church will do that and take those mm -hmm. coaching points seriously, I know it'll help a lot of families. So yeah. Pastor Jeff, let's switch it now. Let's help coach up some of the men. What is it that the, what are the top three things that the ladies out there are going, I want my man to really grow in this area. If you were to count them down, what would be those three things? Well, I, I'm, I'm passionate uh, mm -hmm. about helping men win in this area mm -hmm. because I feel like as men, we care about it, but mm -hmm. we've spent more time learning how to catch a fish or mm -hmm. close a deal or win a, another type mm -hmm. of game. I, I talk about it in, and on Father's Day, I'm going to, I'm going to talk extensively about mm -hmm. this concept um, that in fact, my, my doctorate research and mm -hmm. process was really around studying mm -hmm. men's spiritual development right. and researching some of the, the needs they have. And, and my thesis is that 
men want to move toward a scoreboard. Mm -hmm. A lot of women do too, for that matter, but especially men are looking to this scoreboard. And the most unfortunate thing in life is not to have a scoreboard with zeros, but to light up a scoreboard and Mm -hmm. realize you played the wrong game, that you got the trophy, you closed the deal, you built Mm -hmm. the wealth, you have access, you have freedom to different things that you never thought you would, but you've, you've lost the things that are most important mm-hmm. to you. And then you realize the value of that, mm-hmm. even as you see the deficit. And I want to, I want to help men win in these areas. Mm-hmm. This is not an exhaustive list, sure. but, you know, just counting it down to right. the top one. Mm-hmm. I think the, the third one would be, um, give me non-sexual affection. I know mm-hmm. you mentioned the physical aspect of sex, it's, it's important for male and female. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I know the world would paint the picture that the greatest expression of mm-hmm. that is some other way than God. But, right. um, it is, a lot of people believe that Christianity or the Bible is like somehow uh, missing it or closed off about that. But actually right. the Bible shows that between a husband and a wife in a committed relationship is the greatest expression right. Right. and fulfillment. And, right. and research exactly. shows that. Yeah, Re- research, research substantiates the sub- fact yeah, exactly. that the greatest, most healthy sex lives, you never hear this from the media, you never hear right. this from the, the right. culture, Right. but the most fulfilled sex lives are in people who are in committed long-term marriage relationships. True. Right. True. Yeah. And so God... He talks about that. We we are a church. We have families. Mm-hmm. We have kids. So I'm not trying to go into a, sure. a, a beyond marriage conference right. level. But I do think, um, again, recognizing the physical aspect mm-hmm. for the female, but for her, it's the non-sexual right. connection that you make. And I... Cuddling. I, yes. Yeah. Talking, yes. cuddling. Um, I know when we were first yeah. married, her saying that it's important to me for you to hug me every day mm-hmm. and tell me you love good. me. Yeah. And I know this is so bad, <laughs> yeah. but I would be like, feels well, basic I, to I, a woman. Right? I, yeah. I told you that yesterday <laughs> yeah. or, you know, it's not like, do I, you know, is it again and again and again? Yeah. Yeah. But for her, it meets and fulfills a need of me connecting yeah. with her. Yeah. And I know, uh, Dr. Chapman's book on mm-hmm. love languages. I always love mm-hmm. to mention this because it's, it is so good. Mm-hmm. Cause I also learned that I would love her the way I receive sure. love. So learning her love language, yeah. her love language is quality time. Mm-hmm. So her having quality time with me is important to her. Mm-hmm. And, um, I know f- for her, she wants it to always be spontaneous, mm-hmm. but I love to say the important things in my life I schedule. So yeah. uh, probably about five years ago, I mm-hmm. started intentionally scheduling mm-hmm. these times for her and I weekly, quarterly, monthly, and mm-hmm. annually so that she and I had quality time together. And it really is a game changer it because is. I have a, yeah. a, a life where she shares me with a lot of people. Right. We're both busy. Yeah. I know people out there, you, you know, we all are given the same amount of time. It's all about what you value. Right. Right. And if you've lived in the cycle of we will get to that point or when things slow yeah. down for a long period of time, you're not in a season. Right. Yeah. And that, <laughs> that is your life. life. That's your life. Yeah. That's your life. Yeah. So at some point, yeah. Yeah. Uh, being intentional about that uh, communicates love to her. So 
Um, I made that an intentional thing yeah. throughout my calendar year really good. To, to prioritize it. And I know, I know we talk about, you talked about this non-sexual uh, touch and affection. We know in, a, in this family series, we know it's connecting with the people in the church when we see a husband lean over, put his arm around his wife, and yeah. holds her hand, and the two mm-hmm. of them are having those spontaneous moments where as they're listening, they're connecting to it. So that's exactly. a big one. The second thing is affirm me. So in the, in the very beginning of Genesis, you know, um, you see the enemy lying to Eve. God created her from Adam. She's part of him. He, he wasn't in a good place without her. Um, but the enemy went and started lying to her. And a lot of people, you know, use that to somehow devalue women. That's not the point of the tech. The point of it was... He, he was preying on her strengths. Let's be honest. Women are more emotionally intelligent, sure. but in general, in general yeah. they're, they're better nurturers. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're better multitaskers. There's so much about them that is, that is so strong. And, and yet, though, there's this susceptibility. We're all susceptible to the lies mm-hmm. of the right. enemy. But for him to come prey on that yeah. emotion. Yeah. And it was Adam's job because God gave the promise to come as, as that husband, as that, that, that there's really a picture of like gardener and steward mm, yeah. of, of my, my goal is God gives her to me as this beautiful flower. And I want to, and in my time of walking with her and relating to her, I want to provide an atmosphere where she becomes sure. more and more beautiful uh, as my, as my role and help. And, and really he should have just been like, that's the lie of the right. enemy. He should have right. dealt good. with that. Right. You know? it's true. It's true. And so I think whatever you don't define, the enemy has the chance mm-hmm. to lie about. Mm-hmm. It's true. So the enemy wants to lie to my wife. You know, I've always told the joke, a woman looks in a mirror, she never likes what she sees. She's like, oh my goodness, I need to change that. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy has like hair coming out of his ears, <laughs> which I have. I keep trimming <laughs> hair on your back. You know, you walk yeah. out, you're like, you look terrible. You know, you're going bald and slightly overweight. You're like, I'm looking good. Yeah, powerful. <laughs> okay, so so I want to, and I have daughters. You know, right. I have three daughters, so I I have to really be intentional about right. this yeah. because I don't want the enemy to lie to them about how I see them, how God sees mm-hmm. them. I'm I'm a connection to God's perspective of them, mm-hmm. and so. I like to just tell guys, just because you think it mm-hmm. doesn't bring power to it's really it. It's really good. It's when you say it. Mm-hmm. The power of life and death is in the tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So communicating to her, honey, you look beautiful. I love you. I'm so thankful I'm married to you. You know, um, he who finds a wife finds yeah. a good thing, right? Like communicating that affirmation is so powerful. And uh, the final, probably mm-hmm. biggest thing, years and years mm-hmm. of you know, we take the prayer requests from the weekend mm-hmm. and uh, our staff prays over all of them. We, mm-hmm. we, we don't yeah. just talk about that. Yeah. We really do it. And so we'll pass those out. Mm-hmm. And then I remember in the past, we would put them on a, like a spreadsheet and I would get a chance to read right. them. And I mean, I've, I would say I've just interacted with a lot of prayer requests beyond just my interaction with people. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, one of the top things that's prayed for by kids, mm-hmm. by wives, by moms, is they want the men to be men of integrity. They, they want them to be what they would classify as spiritual leaders in the home. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when you start talking about being a spiritual leader in the home, you know, again, this is why 
my book, Way to Win. Mm -hmm. It's out of the research I've done the last three years. I'm going to talk about it on Father's Day. The reason I think a lot of guys quit is they're like, I want to win at that. Mm -hmm. I don't really even know how. I'm intimidated by the Bible. So Mm -hmm. we've identified some areas. I know those areas they want to win in and need help in. Mm -hmm. So we've started focusing on those and I'm just so proud of the men of Milestone mm-hmm. Church. When I see okay. baptisms and them mm-hmm. leading their families and mm-hmm. proportionately, we did yeah. the research on our church and proportionately, yeah. the amount of men bringing their families to it's church, amazing. leading, growing, and it's not about being perfect, no. but it's about taking steps. Yes. And I want to say how proud I am mm-hmm. of a lot of the men that are listening to this, that I'm their pastor, mm-hmm. of how you're taking yes. steps and growing. And I want you to know they're, they're not really looking for perfection from you. Right. In fact, they, they love it when we say, you know what, here's an area where I'm trying to grow. Mm-hmm. Or we say, I'm sorry. Right. They, pre- they appreciate the humility. But what they want to feel is safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you feel safe when a man is submitted to God mm-hmm. above all other voices in his life. Right. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to live to honor yeah. God. I think about Joshua. Mm-hmm. You know, there's plaques about this and little things, mm-hmm. but where Joshua just in the midst of the assembly after possessing mm-hmm. this promised land. Mm-hmm. So now he, he's not at the bottom, he's at the top. Right. Right. It's sometimes easy to say, okay, God, I'll serve you when you're at the bottom. Yeah. But after possessing everything, right. he says, we're going to put this stone, which is where milestone, we got the name, we'll put mm-hmm. this large stone there. But he says, as for me and my house, mm-hmm. we're going to serve the Lord. Yeah. And so I just can't encourage every man enough how many children, moms, wives, people mm-hmm. are praying for you to step up and just say, hey, I'm, I don't even know totally what I'm doing, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spiritually be an example. This is not about lording authority over. So I'm going to be an example. And um, in a world today, we're so inundated with so many mm-hmm. options I always just tell men, one of the best things you can do is lead your family spiritually to church, to get under the word of God, to be around the Mm -hmm. things of God, to where you're putting them in an ethos Mm -hmm. that gives them the opportunity to hear from God. God can speak to you on the backside of a mountain, Mm -hmm. but he didn't, he generally works through the atmospheres Mm -hmm. where he manifests himself in those settings where we make intentional effort to invite him in to speak into our lives. So good. I know the men in our community, when they decide they're going to do something, they figure out a way to get it done. <laughs> yeah. And just the simple act of, I'm going to prioritize this, that's the biggest step in the whole process is it's committing true. to it. True. Well, in our remaining time here, I know both of you, you spend so much time regularly talking with people and, and, and you care about them and you're trying to help. And so as you've been doing that recently, is there something that's been on your heart that you're like, man, I, I've seen this a bunch lately and I'm really passionate about talking about how to provide real help with this issue. Honestly, one of the main areas I've seen, and something that I am really passionate about, is um, just about your kids, Mm -hmm. raising your kids. It's harder than ever. We live Mm -hmm. in a time and um, where there's so much digital information and so much things that you read and hear, and you're like, what should I do? Mm -hmm. What is right? How am I supposed to... I mean, God's given me these kids. Like, what am I going to do with them, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. You want to steward them, right? So we start going for all the information and looking up all the things. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's really not that complicated mm-hmm. because the Word of God stands the test of time. Mm-hmm. No matter how the time changes, the Word of God never it's changes. True. And it's still just as relevant and just as applicable today mm-hmm. as it was when it was written. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's not... 
it's not necessarily a system. It's not, you know, we say, do we mm -hmm. have, you know, parent-centered parenting or child-centered parenting or, or all of that. I think it's God-centered parenting, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Deuteronomy chapter 11 says, fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Teach them mm -hmm. to your children. And I love this. It's not like we have to sit down and I'm going to teach you some things, but it talks about when you're at home, when you walk on mm -hmm. the road, when you lie down and when you get up. It's just in life, every, everywhere you go, every day, there's teaching moments, right? Yeah. We all have children. And there's always teaching moments. But you always go back to not you're embarrassing me or not this or that, but this is what God says about mm -hmm. that, right? This is what, this hurts the, the heart of God. When we do that, when we don't treat people well, when we're ugly or unkind mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. you know, rude, or we, you know, don't prefer others, then that really hurts the heart of God. Yeah. So we go back to what does the word of God say? Yes. Because parenting philosophies come and go. They do. And one will come and the decade later will be like, well, that didn't work, <laughs> right? Let's yes. change over to this. I mean, go the other way. But yeah. at the end of the day, God's word stands firm. Mm -hmm. And... Some of the things that I found um, that we're really struggling with, I feel like parents say this, and I, I'm just like, how can I help? And I just, I've been thinking about it and mm -hmm. praying on it um, and just noticing. But one of the things is, again, it's heart over behavior. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we want to parent behavior mm -hmm. because it's like, that's embarrassing. Oh my gosh, did they just throw a fit in the store? Right. So you want to discipline because you were embarrassed. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's, I can fix that situation for a moment, but if I don't deal with the heart of the matter, mm -hmm. then that that attitude, that behavior is gonna keep happening. Mm -hmm. And so it's more about what's going on in their heart. Yeah. And when you start talking about what's going on in their heart, you start dealing with, with what's going on in their heart. And we do that a lot at the bedtime, right? Yes, well, I just, I think in general, the best way I can make it practical is there, there's a difference in immaturity and rebellion, right? right? Yes. So you have kids at different maturity phases, mm -hmm. but maybe you'll have one child who, you know, they kind of become sort of as the family, like, well, they're the terror or they're yeah. the this or they're the problem. Be very careful with that right. because right. there's probably some stuff you're tolerating out of that you're, you're thinking is immaturity that they're going to grow out of. Right. But when you're parenting the heart, you realize it's a right. deeper issue mm -hmm. that are seeds right. of being against authority, right? Right. right. Let's talk for a minute about why does the Bible say train up a child? Mm -hmm. Why does the Bible say discipline your children or you hate them? Mm -hmm. Why does the Bible actually say if God doesn't reprove us and challenge us mm -hmm. that he hates us? Yeah. Actually, I mean, yeah. he's actually says the one he loves, he That's reproves, yeah. right? right? And why would you say that he, you would hate your child if you don't discipline? Right. It's not even about the discipline technique. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. 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 It's really about the confrontation of the will mm. Because when you say something, your kids disregard you and you're like, well, I'm just too tired. And your other kids will notice, well, mom doesn't even, she doesn't care. She gets away with it right. because it takes discipline to discipline. It's true. It takes energy, energy. to do it. Right. And you're like, I know what it's going to take. But what you're communicating when you don't follow through, right. when you don't deal with the will, mm -hmm is you're actually saying to that child, when God says something to us, it doesn't matter. Right. Because wow. you're the greatest expression. Mm -hmm. Make no mistake, no teacher, no coach, no friend, no right. anybody, thank God for all of them, will right. ever have the level of influence over your child that you have. It's, true. it's not about perfection. No. But I will say that's a great example, right? right? So when people say, you know, do you spank them every time? Do you discipline this way every time? Do you ground them? What do you do when you get older? Yeah. It's you consistently being willing to address the heart right. 
And that takes Not time. Not even the behavior or the technique. It's right. easier just to punish and be done with it. Yeah, right. But it really or takes time. Or not punish or just Or not, know, just ignore it. Give them Benadryl and hope they go to bed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. right. Like, or give, give them yeah. a treat if they behave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, you know, I, I guess. So, and yes. <laughs> <laughs> I touched the nerve. You, you touched the nerve on that one. Because what we do is we'll say, if, you know, say we're going to Target mm-hmm. and, and I've seen lots of, you know, you're all, we're all tempted to do sure. this, right? So you say, you know, they're misbehaving, they won't straighten up. And you say, well, if you're good, I'll get you a toy, mm-hmm. you know, and then whatever. So then they're good for the toy. Right. But then now they think every time they go to Target, mm-hmm. they get to have a toy mm-hmm. to be good. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're sending the wrong message when we do that, right? We're not going to be good to get a toy. We're going right. to be good because that's what's right. Exactly. And that's what honors God. Mm-hmm. And that's what mm-hmm. mom said. Yeah. <laughs> right? So it's really... It's, not, it's more about not just what they're doing, but who they're becoming. Right. And when we allow this little thing, we think when they're little, it doesn't matter. I just get them a toy. But what happens is it's not just what they're doing at the moment. It's who they're becoming. So what happens is you do this over and over again. And what happens is they become entitled. Right. And I think entitlement is a huge issue right now. It is. Mm-hmm. We think we're entitled to a, t- a toy because we right. acted good. It's like, no, you're entitled not to get a spanking because right. you acted good. You know, right. it's like, you're not entitled to something good for doing what's right. You do right. what's right because it's the right thing. And it's what God says. And it's what honors him. Right. And what you're, what you're hoping for <clears throat> is your part and role in them translates to their real relationship with God because we're not good in and of ourselves, but God in us and him changing our heart changes our motives to where we begin to get his heart and we begin to desire the relationship with him and the pleasing, you know, that we are pleasing to him. We're fighting from a place where he takes pleasure in us, but we start really getting the bigger picture. Right. Right. And and this is about, he has good intentions toward us, even with the rules that he gives us. Right. Right. So you're really training long-term for the Holy Spirit to begin to work in their life and you though, while they're young. And I, and the reason we talk about this every time we do Mm -hmm. it. I want to go back. There's a window in that first five to seven years. Right. And we have so many young families in our church. Yeah. There's a window there that's so critical. Right. And there's to a the, few the things process. that they have to get. Number one, respect for authority. Yeah. So good. Respect for authority. We've lost that a lot in our culture. Right. Sure. Gratefulness. You know, gratefulness. Honor. I mean, just simply just honor and respect. Manners. You know, I mean, to manners today calling, you know, uh, Adults by their, by first, their first name. names yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Those are little things, but you're training a behavior right. when they're little mm-hmm. to have honor and respect. And and I mean, honor, what would happen if we wouldn't said Mr. and Mrs. when oh, we were young? Lord. But but I would say I, mean, I would say it's the bigger picture. Everybody's like, why? Why do right. we care about that? Right. The bigger picture is that that the Bible's perspective of authority in our lives is to honor mm-hmm. God's said authority. Right. He's the ultimate authority. Right. Not dad, not the pastor, not the police officer, right. not the teacher. Right. God's ultimate authority right. is we honor his authority and that brings blessing in our lives. It's throughout right. scripture. It makes all the sense. Yeah. The whole home, really the whole home right. is honoring the authority of God right. and honoring all authority because it comes out of your heart. And then we right. honor one another. Because right. God we sets authority another. in yes. place, right? So we respect that authority. Yeah. So good. We use mm-hmm. our manners because we respect the other person. Please and thank you. We mm-hmm. used to sing a song. Please and thank you are the magic words. For if you want nice things to happen, they're the words that must be heard. Yes. Right? We just, we get away, you know, we got to just continue to just instill in our children, like, 
you don't just get something because you want it. You use your manners. You're kind. You're respectful. You're thankful. And if you don't get it, you don't throw a fit. Right. Right? Yeah. I think one other thing that we have a heart for, too, because our church has got a lot of young families, but right. then we have people at all yes. stages. And I always love to say, in spiritual family, you never retire. Mm-hmm. I mean, Titus talks about the younger women finding the, the older, the older women. women that I think the power of the church is, I know for me, I, I, I mean, the Bible talks about get wisdom. My dad made me read those right. verses. Like, I want to learn. Yeah. Like, we're, we're, yeah. we're moving toward, you know, grandparents yeah. phase and some it's of that. I mean, yeah, and learning about things. And like, yeah. I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to. So if we keep this posture of, I want to get wisdom from the word of God and the relationships, yeah. put yourself around the environments where people are winning mm-hmm. at this area that you care about the right. most. Mm-hmm. And right. we're all going to have ups and downs and yes. struggles yes. in this thing called family, but we need yes. each other. And I just want to encourage those that are further in the journey who maybe yell at the television or like, you know, young people are this or mm-hmm. people are giving up on that and people are stopping. Um, People like, Pastor Jeff, why don't you get more into ranting and raving about all the cultural issues? Because most of the time it doesn't work. Right. Right. Like what works is to actually disciple people, yes. train people, and develop yes. people mm-hmm. so that so you got to get your hands dirty with that, right. not right. just talk about something. Right. Right. So what I love to do is say, man, we need you in the game. Tell us what you messed up at. Grow. Mm-hmm. That's the way God set the process up. Mm-hmm. So I always love to call on them to be a part of well, the spiritual family so to help others along Absolutely. the way. Absolutely. And for the younger women... It's, you know, when Jeff started, he said, you know, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. Mm -hmm. The Bible says those that are, you know, walk with the wise are wise. So Mm -hmm. find those older people and say, hey, what did you do? Because it's not even that you did everything right. You might have done some things you wish you wouldn't have done or things you would have done differently. Mm -hmm. But even there's wisdom in that. So you say, you know what? I did this. It probably wasn't the best. But, you know, here's Mm -hmm. what God's word says about it. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, it's so helpful. I want you to pray. I know you were telling me earlier, just, I know younger moms, right? And moms are in all shapes and sizes. Your mom was a working mom. Mm -hmm. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, they they do a lot of different things. But you, we have a lot of young moms in our church. And I think they get very little encouragement a lot of times in our culture. They can easily feel like that this is maybe this is all I can do when a lot of times they have a lot of things they can do. But a lot of times they're putting a lot of energy into, quite honestly, it's long-term. Yeah. It's sowing and investing in something you don't see immediately. Right. You have to have revelation of it. Yeah. They're not getting a lot of, it's kind of thankless. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. Most right. days. It's actually, hard yeah. and it's yeah. a lot of energy. So I want you to pray for them. And then I want to just pray for families in general. That's great. But yeah. I want you to pray for them as we close. Lord, I just thank you for all of the moms out there that are putting in the hard work, God, and they're just pouring into these hearts and these minds every day. Lord, I just pray that you would be with them. Help them to know that you are with them and their daily routines and the daily things that they're going through and doing, God, and that you're working in their children's hearts. Lord, I pray that you would just continue to give them encouragement, Lord, that they've got what it takes and what they're doing is going to pay off and they're going to reap benefits of children that love you with all their heart, respect other people, and um, are godly. And Lord, we thank you for what they're doing and that that what they're doing, the work they're doing will not return void. And we thank you for your goodness in our life and with our children and our families. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Next weekend, you're going to be sharing Mother's Day. You're going to be talking about a lot of those practical things I'm excited about. Right now, I just want to pray for you. 
If you say, I'm struggling, my family's struggling, you know, I said this last week, I want to say it again. Jesus reconciles mm-hmm. families. Yes. And Lord, I thank you that, yes. Lord, you can bring any person listening to us to you. Maybe it's, it's your decision just to say, Jesus, I give you my life. I believe you died for me, rose from the dead. You'll accept him into your life. Most important decision you'll ever make that, that, that pertains to just you, but as it impacts the people you care about, you can't give what you don't have. And Jesus loved us unconditionally and families work on unconditional love. So you receiving Jesus right there, I pray you'll just let us know so we can help you with your journey. But Lord, I pray right now for restoration. I pray where the enemy wants to separate and divide, you're yes. healing. Yes. You're helping bring families together. And Lord, you're healing marriages and relationships between husbands and wives and children and their parents and teenagers. And Lord, I pray over single people right now that are praying for their next step in you. Lord, we thank you today. Blended families, people rebuilding their homes. Jesus, I thank you that you can do miracles in every one of these situations. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Amen.